Hey fam, this is Call Cheryl Hun. You're in a call, and I'm your host, Cheryl Spears. The views and opinions expressed here on the Call Cheryl Hun podcast are those of myself and podcast guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any company discussed. Any content provided by myself and podcast guests are of their opinion and are not intended to defame any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Each week on the podcast, we will hear your MLM stories and also discuss MLMs like Beachbody along with the problematic Huns, super trainers, and CEOs who recruit using pain points and other sleazy tactics. This is not just another anti-MLM podcast. My goal is to prevent anyone from making the same mistake I made for the past eight years while I was in an MLM cult. If you want to share your story, email me at callcherylhine at gmail.com or send me a DM over on Instagram at callcherylhine. Now remember, when I'm not pulling back the BS on Beachbody, you'll find me here on my podcast or hanging out in my Instagram stories. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast or you might miss something juicy. Now sit back and relax, grab your favorite drink or snack and enjoy the show. Hey fam, Cheryl here. I'm just jumping on to give you a quick content warning. This episode contains content that may be alarming and trigger some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed description and take care of yourself. Hey fam, this is the Call Cheryl Hun. You're in a cult podcast and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. Today, I have my good friend Jenny here with me, and I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself, and we will jump into her wonderful life story. I hope you all are ready. Hi, Jenny. How are you today? Hi. Hi, good. Um, My name is Jenny Perry, and um, I actually was a Beachbody coach for almost five and a half years, Um, and um, I just want to tell my story, kind of how... I, you know, got started with Beachbody, but also before that and how I struggled with, you know, just with my my body image and got shackled by diet culture and how I'm in my healing journey and um, learning new things and uh, learning how to end the toxic cycle of diet culture. Yes, yes. And I can't wait for everyone to hear your story. Um, so I guess we will start, um, you can basically start from as young as you want to and start telling your story as to basically, I guess, where you started now that you're an adult, you can kind of look back and see where you started noticing, um, like the diet culture or the body image issues that maybe you had growing up. Um, how old were you when you first noticed that? Probably when I was about 13, 14 years old, um, you know, when my, I started, my body started to change. Yeah. Um, basically, um, you know, I was always kind of a, like a real skinny kid, you know, when I was younger, but then, you know, you know, with the, with the hormones changing and puberty, my body started to change. And that's when the comments 
uh, were made to me um, by family members and um, people in my you know circle saying, oh, you're filling out there, or maybe you shouldn't eat that. Um, you know, oh, I think you're going up for seconds. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, Cause I love food. I've always yeah. loved food. I was not a picky eater as a kid. Um, and I just enjoyed it. I really loved the different tastes of food and I really enjoyed it. But then just the comments were starting to be being made to me. And I went on my first diet at 14 years old. Um, mm. It was something I just did. They, they didn't, it wasn't like I was forced to join Weight Watchers or any of that stuff. I just kind of went on like a restriction uh, yeah. kind of thing, eating a lot of salads, a lot of vegetables and like just that stuff. I started exercising. Um, I remember there was like eighties, this was like late eighties, early nineties, like the aerobic, like the with the leg warmers, that kind of stuff was in. And so I was 14 years old working out to an aerobics video. So, well, it's crazy because you said it was in the late eighties, early nineties, right? So the crazy thing is, is that's when like a lot of the diet culture stuff started with our parents and they didn't even realize it like slim fast and all that stuff. I can remember being, I can remember being, you know, around the same age when I was younger and I would go, we had, we used to get these, um, do you remember the Schwann's man? Yes. There is actually Schwann's still like drives around my neighborhood. We don't use them. Yeah. The Schwann's man used to, um, we used to always get these root beer float ice creams. Like I loved them. And I can remember going to the refrigerator one time. I love you, mom. Please don't get mad. Please don't get mad, mom. But my mom would look at me and be like, you know, one day that's going to catch up with you. One day, if you keep eating those, it's going to catch up with you. Right. And, you know, God, I love her, but I always watched my mom diet when I was younger. Did your mom diet a lot when you were younger as well? Yes. Very much so. Um, she would um, make comments, you know, just like, I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet. Um, yeah. You know, this is like the certain foods that I'm eating. Don't eat this because it's like for my diet. Um, my mom would make comments too, like, if you really want to get skinny, you're going to probably have to starve yourself to get skinny. Mm. Just those kind of things. And, you know, that just stuck with me. And, and, and I look back, I look back and I'm thinking, I'm looking at pictures and things. I'm thinking I was fine. I mean, right. I didn't have to change my body. I didn't have to do anything, but there was this, this pressure. And I think too, and I was thinking about this, you know, kind of preparing myself for mm-hmm. this call. And I think a lot of it was because I wanted to be loved and accepted. And right. that's really the root, like the real cause of why I'm thinking if I look a certain way or I am a certain way, I will be loved and accepted because I was bullied a lot when I was a kid, um, picked on a lot. Um, and I just, I, I just, I'm like, if I look a certain way, people are going to like me. Right. That's what everything is being said to me, you know? So that's, I mean, as a kid growing up, you know, in your teenage years, especially like when you're starting to go through the changes and stuff like that, you start noticing like, um, other girls, right. That are like filling out, looking good. Right. And you're just like, why can't I look like them? Right. Because the stigma, it's still the same stigma still to this day. Right. Except now the stigma is you can have a big butt 
and big boobs, but you better have a small waist, right? Like that's the stigma. (laughs) It's not not realistic. But that is, but back then the stigma was straight, thin, skinny, right? Like you wanted to be a beanpole. And um, were you active as a kid? Like, did you play sports or do anything like that? No, I was kind of a, I I was, I was picked last in gym. I was awkward. I just didn't like, I, my brothers, I have two younger brothers. They were very athletic. They were involved in sports. They were so good. I was more the music choir drama person. I I was in plays and things like that. I played the piano. I did those kind of things. Um, not, nothing like running. No, no. like I (laughs) like did that stuff I'm like because I was awkward I was just awkward and uncoordinated and people would like the sports people like when we were in gym and they're like god you suck um and I never was confident to even try out for like a sports team anyway and plus it just it wasn't encouraged so I'm just like ah I'm I'm not gonna worry about that I'll just sit here and eat my lettuce and my vegetables and be as skinny as I possibly can to be noticed is basically. And that was the nineties because like I, I had friends that were very thin. They just were naturally like, they were built differently than me. And I was always kind of a more like curvier muscular kid. And I, you know, I just remember looking at them. I'm like, I'm just, why don't I look like that? You know, like you would always compare, I would always compare myself and they were the ones getting, you know, when you're a teenager, they're getting all the dates, they're getting asked Mm -hmm. to dances and, you know, it's like, oh, how come I can't have that? So, you know, being a teenager sucks, right? It really does. But then when you (laughs) add even more to that onto your plate, right? It's, it's even harder, right? Like, for and I mean I see it still to this day kind of like maybe we're raising a generation that maybe it won't be so bad in the future right but Mm -hmm. it's it just sucks and it's like why does it have to be a stigma about the way you look the way your body looks or the way like I don't it why is it why was it like that so bad back in those days I know. I know. And I lost weight. I mean, I did, I got to be pretty skinny, like what, right up until like my senior year, I look at pictures and I was pretty, I was pretty thin because I, you know, I did that whole crash diet thing. And I just, you know, of course, you know, my body kept changing. So it was kind of through its, its thing. And then of course college hit. And then like at the time, my, my whole like family life got kind of a kind of turned upside down. My parents went through a very bitter, bitter divorce. Um, I ended up living with my grandma. Um, and I, there was a lot going on, a lot of instability in my life. Mm-hmm. So I ended up putting on weight. So thus set the stage for this struggle, yeah. yo-yo up and down with yeah. my weight. And I remember I abused diet pills. I went through a period where I just had and they had like that stuff that's like, it's banned now. I think ephedra or something oh, like that. Oh yeah. I remember yes. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like addicted to those things and I lost a lot of weight because I didn't eat anything. I just didn't eat. Yeah. And then I banned it. So then I couldn't like, I'm like, okay, I got to find something else. Right. And then I ended up putting weight back on and then, then, you know, lose. And, and then what happened was one time I had a reaction to um, a diet pill. I ended up in the ER, I oh had my. heart palpitations. And so they were like, 
uh, yeah, this there's stuff there's like, cause there's so much caffeine and so much like stimulants and mm-hmm. diet and this stuff is not regulated. You know, obviously it's not regulated, but it's not regulated at FDA. So I'm like, was scared. I'm like, I'm never gonna take these things again. But then I would, I went through a period where I would literally just not eat anything, hardly anything. Yeah. And I want like, I, it was pretty bad. And then, you know, I met my husband and, you know, we started going out to eat and we started just enjoying and I put the weight back on. So it just, it was kind of an up and down kind of yo-yo kind of thing. And I was probably like, I I was heavier, probably longer than I was like lighter. So I like, as time went on, um, I was putting on weight, you know, of course I gave birth to my daughter, um, in 2009. So it was just kind of just this frustrating struggle. And what happened was I started to get panic attacks. So I started getting panic attacks just unannounced. I had insomnia. Um, I just, there was a lot going on and, um, my doctor got real and she said, look, you got to lose weight. You have to, you've got to lose weight, change your lifestyle, be more active. Cause I was not, not active at all. I like yeah. would try, you know, try a workout or something. And then I would two weeks and then I would just stop. And then I would go back to my old habits. Right. So my doctor told me, you know, you gotta, you gotta get it together because these panic attacks keep happening. I could put you on medication. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being on medication, but she's like, I could, but I think you need to change your lifestyle. This is what she told me. So I was just like, okay, you know what, you know, but there's the thing about doctors and I, and I think I want to kind of address this, you know, doctors are great. I mean, they, they offer, you know, great recommendations and things like that. But I think the problem is today, they, there's not a lot of resources to help because it's like, okay, just lose weight you know, lose weight, um, be better, be active, but there's no like, okay, here's a list of resources. Here's a registered dietitian. Here's a personal trainer. Of course that all costs money. But imagine if you went to a doctor, right. And your doctor said, cause I've, I've had it myself, right. Your doctor, I've, I've actually, I actually had to school my doctor. My doctor is pretty cool. So not everybody can have my cool doctor that I have here in Virginia beach, but I actually went to him the other, a couple months ago. And I said to him, I was like, doc, I am working out five to seven days a week. This was before I left Beachbody. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, I'm working out five to seven days a week. I'm eating semi-healthy. Like when I say semi-healthy, like I'm still in the mindset of like where I was with 21 day fix. Right. Like, but I'll eat, I would eat vegetables and but I thought that eating a burger was unhealthy, right? So I was yeah. mainly eating like what the 21 day fix or ultimate portion fix told you to do, right? And yeah, so I told him and I was like, and I'm still not losing weight. I was like, something's not right, right? And he told me, he was like, well, you're just gonna have to eat more vegetables, right? Or something. I don't remember what he said. And I said, doc, do you ever really think about what you tell people? I was like, because- I'm working out and I'm, I'm eating. So like you telling me to eat more vegetables will make me come right back in here in three months because nothing's working for me. Maybe we should, I made him test like my thyroid. I made him test like 
I have diabetes yeah. in my family. I made him test those things only because, but at the time, what I didn't realize is that I wasn't eating enough food and yeah. I was overworking out. Like I was working out too much, but yeah, they don't tell you this stuff, right? So no. the stigma with doctors is, wouldn't it be great if you could go to the doctor and they would be like, okay, so here's a registered dietitian I'm going to refer you to. And here's a personal trainer that I'm going to refer you to. And being referred to those two, your insurance, if you have insurance, covers it, right? Oh, like yeah, exactly. that's, how you, that's how you break this cycle of how you keep yo-yo dieting, right? Because you go to the doctor, the doctor tells you eat more veggies and work out more, right? And so you get on Instagram and you see a Beachbody coach that says, I did this, this, and this, and I lost 40 pounds, right? And you're like, well, shoot, exactly. my doctor told me to move my body and eat more vegetables. So I'm going to do Beachbody, right? Like, exactly. This is, what, this is why the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because, yes. I mean, it's like, it, it, like people don't have like, and there's, I was reading something just today about just the disparities in healthcare as a whole. There's so many people that are, are just a disadvantage because they don't have access to just healthcare. Right. So telling somebody that you need to clean up their diet, they need to lose weight and they don't even have, like, they're like, I'm just, I'm just paying $200 just to see a doctor, just to, just to get something. I mean, yeah. how are, how are they going to pay for, you know, the other things that you need in order an education and how to, you know, have or a healthy lifestyle. So the first thing they do, right. They go, they go straight to the internet. They Google what is the, the best diet that I could use to lose weight. Right. So they do that we'll say Beachbody comes up or some stupid diet, like, you know, the egg diet, what is it? The military diet where people eat like an egg and like a boiled egg a day and like cabin. I don't know, but there's crazy oh things God. out there. Right. And then they go and sign up planet fitness and planet fitness. You just go in there. You don't know how to use the equipment. So what you do is you Google what's the best workout. Here comes Beachbody again. Right. Brings you right back into it. Like this is literally what has happened in my life, right? You yes. go to Planet Fitness, you don't know what the heck to do because you have all these equipment, all this equipment. So you spend the whole time running on a treadmill. Then you leave. Exactly. Like I, I did that. Like I tried the Atkins diet. I tried Weight Watchers. I tried the cabbage soup. I tried just about every kind of thing out there before I found Beachbody and I just would get like lose a little bit of weight then then I would just lose momentum and then it's then of course I would beat myself up I would be like I'm a failure I can't yeah. get my crap together I'm a loser because mm -hmm. I just can't lose this weight and just feel like I wanted just to feel good that's the thing like I think yeah. obviously I wanted to lose weight you know with especially with the love and acceptance and just to be accepted by society. But I also just wanted to feel good. I was tired of feeling like garbage and right. I felt, you know, I was working for, I'm, I, I work full time. Um, you know, I, my daughter was young, like younger at the time, you know, by the time I started Beachbody. So I couldn't get to a gym and I couldn't get to, you know, I couldn't get to a class, you know, my husband and I worked opposite schedules and I just couldn't do it. I'm just like, I can't, they're like, oh, you make the time. You know, I just love yeah. that when I hear that. I'm like, if something's important, you make the time. Yes, that's true. But if you got 
all these other responsibilities, it's hard to, you know, like drive to the gym or do a class. And that that's where yeah. I guess I can talk about Beachbody. That's where Beachbody kind of came in, um, in 2016. So what happened was I was just frustrated and I was like, Oh, my thing. Oh no. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. My um, I was, so it was in 2016 and I remember just, um, I was, so this is where social media comes in. There was a couple people that I saw were mm-hmm. posting their stories about Beachbody, about the workouts and the, the nutrition plan. And this is before like BOD, mm-hmm. I think it was just starting to come on the, the platform. So mm-hmm. the DVDs are still, they're still, we're still like the main thing yeah yeah so there was a couple people that there was a girl I worked with and then there was another girl that I knew like I've known for years and she was a busy mom and this is the this is the part where I guess the the busy mom thing draws you in because this mom she and these two people are still our coaches they still are coaches they're very very nice um very nice people um they you know and this this mom has three kids insane schedules and she lost like 30 pounds she struggled with her weight and I was like I couldn't believe it I'm just like okay if she can do this I can do this there's like no excuses so I was looking at their stories um obviously you could work out at home that was a huge Mm -hmm. job for me love the working out from home and had this like nutrition plan with these colored containers and I'm like oh Mm -hmm. okay okay. I like me, I wanted something simple, but yeah. active. Okay. There's like, you obviously measure out, okay. Proteins in a red, you know, and I'm like, okay. You know, so I decided, I remember, I'll never forget this. It was like, it was in August and I was at the swim club with my family, with my daughter, and my husband, and I was in a bathing suit and I felt horrible. I'm like, I feel like crap. I just, I, I want to make a change. And that's yeah. where I sent the, the, the coach a message. And I'm like, I want to buy a challenge pack. At the time it was called a challenge. Pack. Yeah. I know what they call it. Solution pack. Total solution now. pack now. Total solution. <laughs> so it was like the 21 day fix program. It was the DVDs and the color coded containers and one month of Shakeology. So that's what I decided to do. I'm like, and I'm going all in. I'm like, I, I just, I've tried everything. I am going to do this. And I remember my husband was like, Oh God, what did you buy this time? I mean, it was kind of, cause he knew I've spent, like, I look back on all the money I spent on this stuff. It's if you, like, so to Paul, like to, to back up just real quick. So yeah, like, sure. this is the thing, like you were so desperate, right? Because this is where a lot of people come from and, and myself included, right? You had tried everything. You even tried a diet pill that puts you in the hospital, right? And Mm -hmm. you had tried the Atkins diet. You had tried um, Weight Watchers. You had tried everything, right? And the thing is, is that like the final straw was you standing in your bathing suit and you felt like shit. Basically, we can cuss on this podcast. So you felt (laughs) like shit, right? And it was like, all right, I'm doing it, right? I'm going all in. And the thing is, is that like, that's where everybody starts. Honestly, like nobody starts working out with Beachbody or anything because of the fact that they wanted to just work out at home. Just because they work out, right? Like 
most of the time people just join because it's their last resort because they've tried everything else. And the people in social media make it look so easy and make it look like anyone can do it, right? So you I wanted join- to be skinny so bad. I was tired of being overweight and I was tired. I wanted to be thin. I wanted yeah. to be, that's, I mean, I, I, I mean, I wanted to be, obviously I wanted to be healthy, but I really wanted to be, but at thin. the time it wasn't about health. It was about being thin. That's period what it was, right? Like exactly. that's usually what exactly. it is for everybody. Everybody's exactly. like, yeah, I'll throw in, I'll be healthy just because that sounds good. Right. Like, but I really want to be <laughs> thin. Like that's exactly. what you want. And so it's so crazy to me because like, it makes me so mad because I still have these same feelings most of the time and I have to fight myself against them. So once mm-hmm. you signed up um, and your husband was basically like, seriously, what did you buy uh, this time? Like, did he, did you sign up as a coach or did you sign up as a customer? As a customer at first, but I was yeah. so, I think I was, cause I was getting, so I started and I was getting seeing results like right away. I yeah. was so like sold. I'm like, oh my God, like the weight started to drop. I felt like I had more energy. I like the 30 day, the 30, 30 minute workouts of the 20 day fix just made it doable. Like it really yeah. was like the original program is actually a great program. Like the original 21 day fix. I yeah. mean, it was doable. I mean, it was, I modified when I started, I remember when I started, I'm like, I remember my first work, I was just like beat red in the face. I was just like, I was so out of shape and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just going to, but I'm like, but Autumn was so effective in the video. Yeah. Um, Like saying, um, she would have these inspirational sayings. She would be saying, take it one day at a time, one pound at a time. That was one of the ones that really stuck with me. Cause she was one day at a time, one pound at a time. Right. And with Autumn back in the day, right? She was inspiring and she was, and, and she did. Right. And yeah. then you had Kat the modifier and you're looking at Kat the modifier and you're like, if she can do this, I can of course you, do this. Right. Well, I could like, feel, like they, like, I felt like I could relate to Kat, like someone yeah. like Kat. I'm like, wow, somebody looks like me in this video. I mean, autumn is, you know, in shape. That's the thing about aerobic videos uh, or workout yeah. videos. They always have these, you know, shredded people and, Jillian Michaels looking kind of people. And I'm just yeah. like, okay, that's fine. But I kind of want someone that kind of looks, looks like, like me. And then of course, you're being active. You can modify the moves, but you can still work on getting stronger. Mm-hmm. So like I, the weight was dropping. Like I, then I, like about a month in, I decided to be a coach. Cause I'm thinking I can get the discounts. Um, the Shakeology I was hooked on. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, if I want to pay, I didn't want to pay $130 a month for psychology. So I'm thinking, okay, even with the coach fee, I'll get a little bit of a, basically I'll get like the savings back or something like that. I'll make a little bit of commission. If someone Mm -hmm. signs, buys something from me, I was always a discount coach. I was never, I never ranked. I never, um, I was probably a bad coach. (laughs) I just didn't, I, I'm a bad salesperson. So I like, yeah. I just wanted to share my story. I wanted to share my results. And, but I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pressure anyone to buy. Yeah. I'm not going to pressure anyone to sign up under me. I just never, I just never was like that. I don't like yeah. doing that. Um, Cause I hate it when it's done to me. 
So yeah, but I just, you didn't get the spiel that you don't have to be a salesperson. You didn't get that spiel. Like you don't have to be a salesperson to be a coach. That's what they say, right? Yeah, like you, exactly. you never got that. I mean, but you do, you have to be a salesperson, right? Because you, and there's, to be honest with you, Jenny, like there are so many people out there that are just like you. And that's why I want to give this platform to everybody, right? Because I don't want people to think that just because I was a discount coach or just because I only reached Emerald or just because I never ranked up, right? Mm -hmm. Like Jess Cruz, who was in the first episode, she was a coach for five, almost five years. And she went to Summit. She went to Super Saturdays. She put in the money. She did everything and never ranked up, right? Because yeah. she, and that's why I want this platform because you still have a story, right? You still have a story exactly. of how, how like your, how your life basically left up, let, led up to the whole entire being with Beachbody. So yeah. you were a discount exactly. coach. Did you ever get yeah. pushed or pressured to, to sell? Like, did they ever do that? A little bit. The one that was my, like, I think I know I have this lingo wrong. I think the girl that I signed up under, she was not pushy at all. She, okay. she's that, but then like her up, like our, I guess, up line. Be, so basically would be your grandma coach is what it would have yeah. been. So the yeah. team that I guess our team coach, she, yeah. she is no longer an active coach. So, yeah. um, so, you know, she got out of it, um, a few years ago, but she, I think she's still like, basically kind of, it's yeah. like on autopilot kind of thing, but yeah. she was like, we would have calls a little bit. Um, I would come on some of the calls and we would talk about our results and things like that. And the thing is, I was getting a lot of recognition and this yeah. with my results. Um, cause I lost about 30 pounds in like, um, like five months. So yeah. I got amazing results with the 21 day fix program. And what I just went away. Yeah. What plan were you eating from? I think, Oh God, I'm trying to think here. I think I was eating, um, either plan a or plan B. Okay. So because when I started out, I was heavier. And yeah. so I think I was like, on plan, I think B or C. But then as I was dropping weight, I had to obviously adjust my plan, you know, to yeah. less and less calories. So this is, and this is important for a lot of people when they're listening to this, right? Because let's, let's look over the 21 day fix plan. Cause we both were on it. We both understand it. Right. So yeah. not only are you working out seven days a week for 30 minutes a day, right? That's not right. You should have a rest day in between most of those days, you should not be working out seven days a week, but not only yeah. are you working out seven days a week for 21 days straight, right? Mm -hmm. You're also eating probably 1200 to maybe 15 to 1700 calories a day. Um, yeah. on the 21 day fixed plan, which is not enough. Jen said it on hers to basically fuel a toddler, right? So yeah, mm -hmm. you were doing something that was actually finally working, right? But mm -hmm you were not really eating and you were overworking yeah. yourself. So, I yes, mean, yes, yes, you got results and high fives to you. I'm very proud of you for getting that. But what really sucks is that it didn't teach you how to be sustainable in the long run, because what it yeah. basically taught you is to eat less, work mm -hmm. out more. And yes. that is scary, right? That's very scary because what happened was, so I was, I got great results and everything and then started the kind of the yo-yo kind of thing. Yeah. So I was, 
that's where like this is where things start to get interesting because I was like okay I'm still active I did like Pio I did you know um Chalene Extreme I did like some of the older programs yeah. and then I was doing some of the like 21 day fix extreme um country heat um yeah was doing some of those ones and um I was still like act you know I wanted I wanted because I was getting so much recognition from people like yeah. online you look so great oh my god like I've never in my life have gotten like wow how did because a lot of people that have known me for years know like I struggled big time right. with all of that so they're like wow you look amazing I mean it's like and it, it's like that, that high you're getting and you're like, well, I have to keep going. I have to keep going. Yes. And your inner teenage girl is being like, thank you. Finally, people are noticing me, yes. right? Like yes. finally people think I'm pretty. People think I'm skinny. This is great. Right. And that's literally, <laughs> it's like, they're starting to know. That's why people it's so like, I'm so glad it's starting to be like brought out that maybe we shouldn't comment on people's bodies because you never know what they're going through. Right. Yes. Just say you look mm. beautiful or, uh, you know, I love your outfit. You strong. Today. I, that's, I, I say that a lot to people. Yeah. Like if there's people that are like, just like I, there, I think Jolene, the, the yeah. you know, Jolene, she, yeah. she had a video of herself, like lifting, doing some bicep curls. And I'm like, girl, you look strong. And she does. Strong. She does look strong. Yeah. I don't yeah. say anything like that anymore. Like, Oh, you look like, it's like you've lost weight. You look great. I mean, we, yeah. it's been embedded in us yes. for so like a good chunk of our lives. And so of course I'm getting all this recognition and I'm like, wow, I have to keep going. I have yes. to keep this going because I, I just do. I mean, it's just, and then it's like, but then I started like binging again. I started, you know, restricting and then I started to binge. So I started like doing this kind of yo-yo. I mean, I, Kept mo I've been able to keep most of my weight off and I was, but then there was, I would gain a little weight back then when, then it would just go this back and forth kind of thing. Well, what happened was, so in 2000, like eight, like 18, 19, 18, I started to run. So this is where oh. it gets interesting. So I started running, which is like, it, this is so weird because I think it's funny because if it wasn't for Beachbody, which is so like, there's so many like mixed feelings I have. I wouldn't be yeah. where I am today with my journey. Right. And even though it's not a part of my life anymore, it's just, it's, it got me started. And it, what's weird is it's like, there's some good that came of it, but then of course ended up being an addiction because yeah. I started running and I was, I remember when I ran my first like minute and I was like, oh my God, I can do this. Like, Wow. So what happened was during that time I was doing lift four. So this is the part where I think the messaging that they say can really hurt people in this way, because I remember like you work out four days a week. Yeah. Four days a week isn't enough in Beachbody world. No. Like they, they have programs, but they're like, well, on the other days are your active rest days, like your yeah. active recovery days. Yep. So then they show videos. I remember the promotional video for lift four, they would show Joel doing this thing. And then the other three days they show people running. Yeah. They show people doing other things. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well I can work, I can do the lifting, but then I can run the other days. 
So I'm like, not only working out, I'm doing like the hit stuff too with lift bar. Yeah. I was doing that and running. So like in 2019, I was really like pushing hard. Like I was going full tilt with my workouts and stuff. Yeah. So what happened was I ended up injuring myself. So I injured my right foot. It was at a race, actually a 5k race. And I ran a lot of 5ks that year. I mean, I ran yeah. a lot. And I remember just that, that twitch in the top of my right foot. And it was, it, it was not a fracture, but it was like tendonitis and it was extremely painful. Yeah. I remember just feeling like my foot was on fire and I, of course I had, I wore a boot for a while. They were trying to figure out what was going on. Cause I had to go for all these tests and stuff. So they just said it's overuse. So I was in a ton of pain and I had to get physical therapy, all that stuff. And then, but at the time I'm thinking, okay, what am I gonna do for my workouts? So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. You can't rest and heal. Why would you rest and heal? You got to keep working out. And I was yeah. so afraid to gain weight. I remember just feeling so afraid to gain weight. Cause I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I'm not active, I'm going to put weight on. Yeah. I just, I was more worried about that than healing my foot. It's crazy because like your foot is injured. So what, so did you do upper body stuff? Is that what you I did? I did. I did and do I, upper body. Know that because I sprained my ankle. Well, actually I sprained both ankles one, one year and then one the next year. And, um, in both years, both times that I sprained my ankle, I probably laid down and rest. I think the first time I sprained it, it was really bad. And it was like, I mean, really bad. So I didn't have a choice but to sit down and rest on it. Um, but the second time, I mean, I definitely started working out before I should have. Right. And I would do like yoga or upper body stuff or stretching or, you know, um, the second time I remember doing MBF. Um, the jump rope with the jump ropes, stepping out my jump ropes while I have a sprained ankle and I have an ACE bandage on it just to show, you know, that's how much you are literally bought in. So after you hurt yourself, you're doing upper body movements. What happened after that? So basically, so the pandemic hit. So yeah. this is March, like around March, 2020, and I was still dealing with the pain. I mean, it was just, it was rough. So of course I amazingly was able to go, I did a second round of physical therapy during the pandemic. Um, but then I was, I was at home, I was stuck at home. So before this, so just before the pandemic hit, I started going back to our local psycho bar studio and started doing cycling because that was yeah. one thing I could do because I was putting no pressure on my feet. They're like, yeah, you can get a great workout in, you know, you, if you do cycling classes, that's perfect. So I started yeah. doing that, like going, just, you know, going a few a couple times a week. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So I was at home. So did was still doing the beach body stuff. And I think over time a little bit more, so I ended up putting weight back on. So the pandemic weight, yeah, everybody, did. I was, everyone did. I think I put on about a good 10 pounds. So, yeah. um, I mean, though I was at home doing workouts, but still it's like, you're anxious, you know, you're, you're bored <laughs> you're, yeah. you know, I'm eating whatever's in the house. Right. Yeah. And, um, so 
I put some weight back on. Um, and you know, that was that, you know, that, that is what it was. And so, but then, um, so like in 20, so 2021, I decided to really get my crap together and I'm like, okay, I need to like get some of this weight off me. I'm going to do ADD obsession and I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do, I'm going to do the, I did not do the time nutrition, did not do the carb yeah. cycling carb, but I followed the portion fix to AT. So I'm like, I even got like the portion fix, um, like videos and stuff. So I wanted to really, really get back into doing it because they made some changes to the plan. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it seems like it's a little bit more doable. So I lost, so I lost 15 pounds. Like wow. I the weight dropped again. And I was like, I was like probably the thinnest I've ever been probably since I was pretty young. So what happened, what was happening was I felt like, oh, great. I lost this weight, but the, the, the pain came back is this time it was in my lower back. Mm. So I was not all, I was like, okay, I'm in the best shape ever, but I'm but that, in pain. But that makes sense because with the 20, uh, with 80 day obsession, there's a lot of booty and back work a ton. Yes. And if you don't do it correctly and people don't work on their form, you can totally injure yourself. Okay. Exactly. I am not a professional exactly. people. I am just, I yep. just have friends who are professionals that I listen yes. to. So the end. Like our friends then. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, Good. so I was in pain again. I was in so much pain and, and that, that program is intense because I mean, you're doing a lot. I mean, for, I think you get one rest day a week. I think yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember either. So, I'm like, okay, great. Here we go again. I'm just like, okay. So I ended up you know, getting the MRI done and everything. And they just said, I mean, I'm going to be 46 this month. And they just basically said, it's just, it's degenerative. It's just, it's a part of old age. You do get like, you know, your, your, you know, there's things in your back. And and they said, you know, I had different opinions. I had some people tell me you're probably not going to be able to run again. You're not be able to do much or, or, do things modified, but then there was, a, there was this one physical therapist I had who finally kind of got it. He goes, no, you can be active. You can, you just have to be smart. You got to right. make sure you have proper form when you work out. And also, you know, you, you, your core, they said, you know, that's, there's this thing about tightening your core and they sh- would show me how to actually have proper form and like tighten my core, you know, when I'm, when I'm working out or mm-hmm. they said, this will definitely help your back. One through two rounds of that. So at the time, so this is where Beachbody was starting to kind of dwindle a little bit for me because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, every time I work out to these stinking programs lately, I get injured. There's something wrong here. I just, I, I gotta like do something else. Yeah. So I decided to, um, I started going back to cycle bar. So what was in May of 2021, see, I live in Michigan. So a lot of things were shut down for like a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. And stuff. We were like one of the strictest States and, um, they finally started opening back up in May of 2021. So I started, I'm like, I'm going to go back to cycle bar. I'm going to see how that goes. Cause that's one thing I can do. Mm-hmm. And I, I went, I remember going back into the class and I remember just bawling my eyes out. I don't know why it just was just this so much of emotion. So just so much crap, you know, especially what we've all been through mm-hmm. these last two years. And I remember just feeling like I was home. I'm like, I think this is where I need to be. 
Mm -hmm. And um, I started going on a regular basis. So I was like, and I was getting better. Like I was feeling better in my back. I was going to physical therapy, feeling better in my back and um, doing the, the, doing the cycle bar stuff. So I was doing that. And I think at the time, you know, as things kind of started going, I'm like, I would do some workouts and stuff with Beachbody and stuff. And, um, but I just, I, I started losing kind of interest and, um, what was happening though too is, so I was noticing some things that were happening in Beachbody that I didn't really do with. And this is where I think things start to get kind of like weird because like the, you know, with, with autumn and like some of the things that she was saying and, and her message mm-hmm. messaging and things like that. And then I was noticing, so with alcohol, so this is the part that I started kind of questioning, like some of the things that we're doing. So yeah. they were demonizing food. So like there's certain things that you can't have, or you, you're allowed. I remember just allowing myself one cheat treat a week. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. deep into that. Yeah. So I'm allowing myself a cheat treat, but then I see like Joel with his mimosas, Autumn, they were downing a big bottle of wine after finishing nine week control freak. And I, like, I, like, I, I'm not much of a drinker, but but, you know, I drink once a while and, and that's fine. You know, if someone drinks, but it's like, why are you saying people can have certain things to eat, but then you're downing alcohol, like, like it's nobody, you know, like it's like you know, lasting on earth. Why are you shaming brownies, but you're not shaming <laughs> alcohol? Like it doesn't make sense. Like exactly, alcohol is exactly. literal. And I love my drinks. Okay. So don't get sure, me wrong. Yeah. But alcohol is a literal poison to your body. Like that's what well, it is. Doing. It is a toxin. It's a toxin. I mean, whether, I mean, I mean, and, but yeah. they do. I get exactly what you're saying, right? Like if you're yeah. going to demonize brownies, then you should probably tell people they shouldn't drink alcohol either on your programs, but you celebrate <laughs> every other, I mean, every weekend, the whole, we'll get to that, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So no, no. So I started kind of like questioning some of the things that they were doing. And, mm-hmm. um, I remember this is what's so, this is what's so funny about like, just how everything just kind of came in a line. This was earlier this year. And I remember I started, so self-development is such a huge part of the whole beach body coach thing. Oh, yeah. you know, it's like, I was a huge self-development person. I'm like, it was part of like my way of getting better, you know, being a yeah. better person. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy, you know, I was a big Rachel Hollis fan. Everybody so was. That's yeah. Passion. <laughs> so I like was really into her stuff and like into like, um, Tony Robbins. Like I remember yeah. like, watching his documentary and I was like, wow, you know, so I was like really into like the self-development stuff. So I was going, like, I was starting to question some things and I came across Kaya's world. And, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who Kaya is. She is, I would strongly recommend checking her out because she is on Instagram and she has her own YouTube channel and she is like the person, you know, how you are like the beach yeah. body anti- she is the anti self-development person and she oh. digs into these self-development gurus and it's amazing. It's, she's awesome. I'm and looking she, at she, does, right now. she does live. Like I know her and this girl, Camilla, they'll do like sometimes a, like a team, like her and her will do like a live, um, 
like deep dive. They're very into like the Rachel Hollis, Dave Hollis, Heidi Powell. Universe, oh yeah. But they also dig into like, I think it's Gary V, like some of the other people, Brandon Burchard, some mm-hmm. of the ones out here. So she's a very, like a self-development, like basically the self-development is kind of bullshit and they just want your yeah. money. So there's a lot of parallels to what, you know, like Beachbody, the MLM community is, and also yeah. the, the self-development. So I started watching her videos and I was like, I was really like, I was like, wow, this all starts to, it's all starting to make sense to me. And so, yeah. and I'll back up a little bit and I'll just, I'll say this too. At, around the time during the pandemic, I realized I really need therapy. There was yeah. some things going on in my life and the self-development thing, I'm like, one thing about Rachel Hollis, I can give credit. She does recommend therapy. That was one thing I did take away from what she would share. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of buying your books, I need to see a therapist. (laughs) So that's what I did during the pandemic. I literally would have these, you know, Zoom calls with my therapist and we would go through things and started to kind of click, started to make sense why I was, and part of it was why I was so obsessed with being skinny, you know, with working out and stuff like that. I'm like, this stems from back from my childhood, just this longing for acceptance. And like a lot of things are starting to click. So Kaya posted a story, repost story that Amber Nye posted about Beachbody. There was some kind of thing about Beachbody. And I was like, whoa, what is this? So I clicked on the story and then I came across Amber's page and the rest is history on that one because <laughs> all of a sudden Amber is like posting all these things about Beachbody. So yeah. at the time that was when four week gut protocol was launched, was coming out. And I'm looking at this program and I'm like, what in the world is this? Like what? I, I, I was kind of like, this makes no sense. I'm thinking this just sounds like a horrible program. <laughs> yeah and the sad thing is is that if you would have been in the same spot as you were a year before that you would have done it I would have done the same thing but I was starting thought of like I mean and I'm sure that I mean I think Amy said it before um we've all said it before like honestly I've sat there and I've been like well you know maybe I could do the like it's and I do this. This is what I do, right? And I'm I'm one of the people that speak out against Beachbody, but I'm like, well, what if I did try to do the four-week gut protocol? I bet you I could lose some weight. Like, it still creeps in. But yes, the thing is, is that once you once you start to do the healing, right? Um, I, I also saw a therapist as well during the pandemic, right? And there's a lot of things that she helped me with. Um, that stemmed from, you know, my childhood and other things, right. That made that now I, I mean, I still need, I have a lot of work to do because Beachbody has screwed me up. Right. But now I can catch myself going, Cheryl, stop it. Stop it. Like you do not need to do four week gut protocol, but I do, I'll look at it and be like, well, I mean, cat lost four pounds in one week. Do you think maybe I could lose four pounds in one week? And then I'm like, wait, they're getting me like it's like they're trying to hypnotize me stop it right so you know exactly, you exactly. That protocol are you still a coach when you saw that program I was I, I was still a coach um I was 
like, like I, I was starting to kind of question things and the way, and I hate to say it, the way autumn was looking and I don't want to, I don't want to like sound like I'm commenting on her body or anything her looks, but I noticed just how different she looked. Yeah. She didn't look right to me. Like she mm -hmm. didn't look, didn't, there's something, there was something off. Cause I remember With when I started, she did not look like no. she does now. No. And that's what a lot of people don't get is like when we comment on, on Autumn's looks, they think that we're trying to shame her for some reason. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's literally, I am worried for her because all I need for some people to do is to go back and look at her a year ago compared to now. And she yeah. looks like she's sick and God, I hope she's not sick. No, right. No, I, but, I agree. I agree. I, I really am concerned. Scary. And that's scary. It, yeah, she would try to say, well, I was actually sick when I was doing 80, 80 day obsession. And she would go into these, you know, like about her gut health and things like that. This is why she introduced this program. And I'm like, okay. And then I was looking at the things Amber was posting. And I was like, this is all starting to kind of make sense because I'm like, I'm really buying into this diet culture thing because well, at the time, so my daughter is 13. Yes. And so you know, my daughter is at that age where, you know, her body's changing too. And this is where they get very self-conscious. And this is where things mm -hmm. started with me. And she was saying, mommy, am I, do I look okay? Am I healthy? She was asking me for, cause she was questioning starting to, cause I mean, she sees things on social media. She sees, she, she, uh, excuse me. She sees things, you know, like of her friends comment or things like that. No one's ever made comments to her, but still it's like you, you see these images, you see this stuff out there. And I'm like, I'm telling her love. No, no, you are perfect. Your body is beautiful and perfect. I'm telling her these things, but I'm not seeing these things to myself. Yep. And I think what really got me, I'm thinking I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. Like, I like, I'm, I'm telling her, don't do this to yourself, but I'm doing this to myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to take a step back and I just, I need, I need to stop this. And I'm yeah. thinking, cause I had this done to me and I am sure as hell I'm not going to do it to my kid. Yep. And whether it's directly or indirectly, you know, and, and then that's when I, I remember messaging Amber, I think it was like around March of this year, mm -hmm. I think March or April. I told her, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to cancel my account my coach account I'm going to um cancel my subscriptions I'm done and then then at, at that time I was seeing more and more what autumn was mm -hmm. you know yelling at people about like you're not doing the program right you're not reading the materials and I'm thinking to myself okay you made the program so complicated and I'm like these people are genuinely desperate and they're asking for help and you're yelling at them yeah like, that's not like I'm like, that's just, this just isn't right. Because when you think about it, when you first started, how desperate you were, right? Imagine people in your same spot watching Autumn on her videos and her live videos saying, it's in the PDFs, download the PDFs. <laughs> like, that's what she's saying, right? Like, do it now. Like, you're like, basically, you're not doing the whole entire thing if you don't download the PDFs, right? And I'm just like, wow, people, wow. And you could be in a very vulnerable spot right then and there because think about you.
when you took the plunge, right? To sign up, like mm-hmm. you were yeah. vulnerable. And what if Autumn was yelling at you? You would have been like, oh my God, I got to find a printer. I got to download the PDFs. I got to make sure I, I set aside time. I got to write down everything. Let's go through with a highlighter to make sure that I'm doing this program to a T because this is what the creator says I need to do. You're not even going to question it. And it's sad. It's very sad. And it's, and it's about like the, like the before and afters and the, um, and the, the, the part of the thing is too, with Beachbody, I lost my love of working out. Yeah. Like, I think it was this obsession. I know I had to work out, but I would have to like drag my ass down there and do it. And I'm like, I just, I never, I like, I stopped like loving it. Yeah. So when I started going back to cycle bar, um, my cycle bar studio, and what was so refreshing is that they don't talk about weight. They don't talk about getting skinny. They don't talk about looking buff in the arms or in your yeah. legs, or it's all about connection. It's all about celebration of movement. It's, yep. um, just embracing who you are as a person, um, you know, everyone with all fitness levels, all different body types come, come to the studio. And I made some great friendships there. And I'm just like this now I'm for this, like, this is, this is something that I can, I'm not going to be a part of a, a, a company that promotes this stuff. And that's the thing. Like I had to really look at my values and look at my mor- my morals and values and thinking to myself, what do I really want to support here? I'm not going mm-hmm. to support a company that promotes this toxic um, gaslighting and bullying of, you know, people um, trying to shame people because, you know, they're trying to get their money, you know, and that's yeah. the thing about whether it's Beachbody, there's other companies out there, not just Beachbody, but I just, yeah, that's the part where I'm like, I'm not. And one thing I, uh, another thing that I was starting to realize too, the extreme lack of diversity that Beachbody has um, in the yeah. company and the super trainers. Now, like my daughter, like I'm like, I am for diversity. I'm LGBTQ ally. I am for, you know, Black Lives Matter. There's yeah. things that I really, really am passionate about and I stand up for. And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to support an organization, like I have to look at kind of what they're doing. Are they, what their values are, they are. yes, their values are. And, and I know they have like Shanti, they have Amala Caesar, you know, they have, um, I think there's the lady that did the 30 day breakaway. Is her name Adalias? Adalias. 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 I can't remember, I, I'm sorry if I messed up her name. But she, oh, like, I know yeah. they have, but I just see like the people all still look the same. The coaches, the top or if coaches. you think about, or if I mean, and think about the people that they highlight. I mean, you have Joel Freeman and you have Autumn. Those are the two yes. people that they highlight, right? Like, how? When's the last time that you saw them highlight Idalis? When's the last time you saw them highlight Amwala? When's the the time that they did highlight Amwala and Shanti was during the whole 2020 Black Lives Matters March and everything, right? Like that's when they really started bringing it up. And it's like, you it's almost like you're questioning, like, you know, I'm 100% for all diversity, right? Like I'm an advocate for everyone. Everybody should be able to be who they want to be no matter yes. what, right? Um, and I started... And I'm with you because I was a Beachbody coach during 2020 as well. And I started noticing, and that was part of my, a lot of my eye-opening things was I, I have, my husband is, is black. My kids are mixed, right? And 
there wasn't a lot of support for any of the stuff that was going on during 2020. They were just like, oh, let's let's hold our signs up against the man with the sign about how he said for us to stop showing our sweaty selfies, right? And that was a big thing that they pushed. And I they yeah, they didn't really, they didn't really, you know, push anything. Like I lost no. so many friends and so many, well, they're not really friends, but so many followers and friends during that time because I started really speaking up because I started getting educated, right? Yeah. I've been yes. married to my husband Absolutely. for how long? I, we've been married for a really long time. Um, 12 years, Leon. Yeah, 12 years. Um, <laughs> and I've been married to him for 12 years, but not until the the recent George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all that stuff mm-hmm. did I really step back and really think about the fact of the matter that why my husband would go crazy if he couldn't find his wallet before we went yeah. to take our kid to the basketball game, right? Yeah. Now That's something I'll never experience. That's the thing, you know, but I want to... Like I, like you said, you want to support yeah. you know, organizations and people that get it. You and know, they that, don't. That really, it's like, I want to understand. It's like, I want to, I want to understand. I want to yeah. support you and help, you know, in any yeah. way I can. Yeah. You know, that's the thing where I was starting to, to, to look at too, you know, with, yeah. with Beachbody and, and kind of what they represent. And yeah. I don't know, like the more I, the more I, look at like more I've learned I've learned so much since then and it's just yeah it's 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 really unfortunate because I really do believe that they actually could be a good company and this is why they have the potential to really change lives really help people and that's the thing I mean like I would not be where I am if it wasn't for Beachbody but I knew it's time to say goodbye I'm like you know what it's not a part, it's, I, I can't, I can't support that anymore. It's not a part of who I am. And I know like, go ahead. When you think about it, like, you know, Beachbody used to be, I mean, with insanity, the old workouts and, and stuff like that, like they really did have the idea and they were in the right, they were going down the right path, but then I don't know what happened. Right. Like now it's like, whoa, well, they're a pyramid (laughs) scheme right on top of that but it's like when you look at the other part of it it's like there's no morals there's no values there's no apologies for things that they post that should not be posted right like no we're like doubling down that's the part that really gets me it's like okay I look at Peloton and I know like I mean I know like you do Peloton and Amber does Mm -hmm. and a lot Mm -hmm. a lot of you do I look at what they're doing and they get it. Yeah, they get it. They know their they know their audience. They know what people are looking for. That like look at the look at the 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 trainer they just um announced the rowing yes. trainer. Yeah, she's amazing. She's yep. amazing. And I'm like, this is they get it. Like this yep. is what people are are asking for. They want more representation. I want somebody to look more like me. I mean, you know, especially black women. Yes. They want representation in yep. the health and fitness. You don't have to be a size zero to do it. You don't. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, I want, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I realized too, since I said goodbye to dieting, to all that stuff, I've gotten stronger in my workouts. 
I feel great. I, you know, I'm still active. Have yeah. I put a little weight back? Yes, I have. It's okay. You know, so it's- how did you get there? How did you get there? Like, what did you do? Like, did you talk to a registered dietitian? Like, how have you been able to make that transition? I have not, um, to be oh. honest. I learned a lot through you, the SNARK oh. crew. Um, <laughs> I learned a lot through you guys. And it really is just like looking at um, just embracing kind of what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. But there's still lingering things, though. Like, I'm not yeah. completely healed. Yeah. I still weigh myself every day. And that's something yeah. that I'm working on not doing any, not doing. And it's, even though I look down, there's a number. I mean, I'm like, yeah. okay, but that it's that habit of yeah. like, I have to know what I weigh all the time. Yeah. Um, I think too, my daughter has definitely been an inspiration for me. Um, I want, like we talk about, we don't talk about dieting. We don't talk about, she's talking about running for, um, her student Senate president. I mean, yes. she's talking about, I want to do well in school, mom. I want, you know, like she's got ambitions and I, that's what I want to encourage her to be, not to be a certain size or certain weight or anything like that. And that's yeah. what inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing with, you know, when it comes to, you know, eating, you know, that's the thing, like even just eating like regular food. Food. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <It's> crazy. <laughs> that, not having these containers control you because like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, and it's hard. Like there's, and I'm so glad that you, and you have that force like that. You have that person there for you that you are trying to do better for because you don't want her falling down the same track that you do. And, um, a lot of people like the, the thing, the number one thing that I can tell that helped me is I did, I did talk with a registered dietitian. Right. Oh, good. Um, good. but and there were things that I was taught during that and um, that I can take from that. But my problem is, is that I need, I need somebody to basically just say, Cheryl, it's okay to only want to eat a cheeseburger for lunch and dinner, right? And not care about adding vegetables to it. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's what I need. I need because it's like, when I have somebody that tells me, Oh, you're having a cheeseburger, but you also added vegetables to it. So that makes it okay. I'm like, no, that's not what I need to hear. Right. Like I need to hear that it's okay that I'm going to eat those, these cheeseburgers and maybe it's not right. Like maybe it's not okay, but maybe it's like, and so I feel like what I actually need is I need to talk to a therapist who specializes in disordered eating from, yeah. you know, your childhood all the way up to your early adulthood. Right. Exactly. So I would, exactly. that's, and everybody's different, right? So everybody can, can find their way to heal from it. Um, but the number one thing I always suggest to people is they'll ask me for advice. Do not ask me for advice when it comes to food or yes, anything, exactly. because I took us, that's why I'm no longer a coach because I am not a professional. I will give you all advice but I'm not a professional right so well, and there's not one size fits all that's the thing it, no. you know that's, that's the thing about diets because they try to put wrap it up and say okay this is going to work for, for all of you and they have no idea no what they sure health, don't or, health is or anything you know well, that's I, the thing 
I'm glad that you are able to um, recognize what you went through as an early, as an, a teenager, right? And into your early adulthood and into your adulthood and realize that you did, you want it better for your daughter, right? So yeah, hopefully exactly. she doesn't have to run into the same issues that, you know, you and I did you know, growing up. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I think I read, I read this amazing book called anti-diet. I think, I think you've read it too. I think that Jen recommended book. that yes. amazing book. And one of the things in there that really like a lot, there was a lot of like ha ha moments, but one was yeah. how much energy and money that especially women have spent on diets because instead, you know what we could accomplish if we didn't put all our money and energy into just being skinny. I mean, we could yeah. literally change the world. We, we can, could. we can better policies, you know, for healthcare, you know, for, you know, for education. I mean, for all these things. And it's like, I could have like, I I'm, I'm, a, I'm grateful that I'm able to still accomplish what I have been able to accomplish in my life. But yeah. I know I'm like, God, I would have accomplished so much more if I wasn't so like, so Worried. obsessed with this. I mean, yeah. and, and that's why I'm sharing my story. Cause it's like, it doesn't have to be this way. You know, we can change, you know, we can change our society we can change. We can tell the diet culture to go suck it. Yeah. And we can teach our kids not to fall in that same trap. Absolutely. And that's the thing that, you know, it starts with us and it starts with just like you sharing your story with however many yeah. people listen to it on, on the podcast, right? Like that's yeah. the number one reason I started the podcast. I was like, if two people listen, that's good. Right. Like I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> I don't, right. Um, but you know, and you share it with your daughter, your daughter passes it down to her daughter, right. Or yeah. she shares it. Your daughter shares it with her friend at school. Who's thinking those thoughts because her mom may be stuck in diet culture. Right. And your daughter's like, you yeah. know what? My mom went through that. And this is what you should really focus on, right? Like this is, or here's a good book that maybe you can recommend to your mom, right? Um, yeah. And that's how it starts. It's just like you, we, one voice at a time and one person at a time. That's the best way that you can try to combat it, right? And you're not um, alone. That's the thing. We're not alone in this. I mean, oh, we've all been yeah. affected by this. And yeah. No, it's, it, it, it just, it's, it's it is, it's like, it's, it's it sucks. Happened for, it's happened for years and years and years, you know, like, I mean, I can, like we said, our parents, I remember my mom fluctuating her whole entire life, right? Yeah. Like now she's, she's, she's so excited because she's been the same size she's been for the past 10 or she past couple years. And I'm just like, mom, you work on a farm. <laughs> like you should be healthy yeah, you're pretty like, active yeah exactly um, exactly right? that's like, the thing I mean yeah that's the thing about that because I mean I think that you know like but it's funny because I think that's why companies are getting very aggressive yeah because when like I'm I was a history major in college and this is the thing I learned about history and then just the way things are when there's progress there's backlash yeah. So when you're seeing people like Lizzo, people like the Peloton trainers, you know, yeah. people embracing body positivity and, you know, more, you know, just, you know, the average size is a, is a 14 uh, for, a, yeah. for a woman. You're seeing more of that and more representation in, in advertising marketing. And these different companies are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're kind of threatening our, you know, we've made billions off you people are insecure your insecurities and now it's being threatened 
So now yeah. we're really going to double down. And, but it's like, you're going to lose in the end. They're going to lose in the end because yeah. either they embrace the changes, what's going on, or they're just going to go out of business one day. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. Well, Jen, um, we're going to, yeah. did you, did you go over and share everything that you wanted to share today? Cause I don't yes. want to cut you off. Yeah. Okay. No, not at all. all right. Well, let's talk about, um, the last thing I have one question that I ask everybody. Um, well, two questions <laughs> I ask everybody, and then I will do a fun little two or three questions, um, at the end. Okay. Oh, First question sure. is, would you join an MLM again? No, no, <laughs> no, no. And no, what is? No. I, I want to. I want to save money. <laughs> right. What is the one thing you would tell someone if they are thinking of joining an MLM? Do your research. I I, I know a lot of people say that, but kind of look at their. You know, ask for a profit and loss statement. Ask for their compensation plan details. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you know, talk to like, talk to, you know, a coach and ask questions like, okay, how are you able to build your team? And this is yeah. the thing. This, I notice a lot of these coaches, they're so vague, like they're very vague, like about yeah. like, oh, building and like building, like making relationships and like, no, 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 let's cut the bull crap. Like I, I would get so frustrated. I'm thinking, how are you able to be a top coach? Because right now I'm learning it's all about recruiting people. It's yeah. All about recruiting. And so exactly. that's the thing, like really ask like the hard, hard questions. And yeah. it's like, okay, especially if it's somebody you haven't talked to in like five years, you're like, why are you talking to me? And I know it's like, it's like, why, why? I mean, all of a sudden you're interested in me because I, you want me to buy something off you or be a part of your business. Yeah. So I think, yeah ask questions. I like ask the tough stuff. Don't buy the, the, the PR stuff that they feel at you or the copy and paste message that they send yes. you. Ask the, hard <laughs> Hang on. ask the hard questions that are not copy and pasted it. How about that? Yes. And All do right. your research on the company too, because I mean, there's some things that you can do. Um, obviously Beachbody is a publicly traded company. So that is a, like, if they're, especially if they're publicly traded, look at, you know, how they're doing financially. Like they're not doing so great right now. Like, do you right. really want to invest your money in a right. company which has a dollar eight uh, stock price a share? I mean, I'm, I'm an accounting, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. And they're, of course, they're saying that they, they're not expected to make a profit at least for a couple of years. Kind of do your homework on that. And this is something on, yeah, this is on like, this is a stock exchange. So it's not like yeah. it's a biased view. So it's like, yeah, do your homework on that. So yeah, look at kind of and what they're doing. Like even, listen. even companies like Herbalife, you know, they've been under yeah. investigation by the FTC and for their business practices, they were fined. So like I said, do like really look into what these companies are doing. Yeah. Or you could also go to the FTC um, report website and look up comments that were left. And you can just search Beachbody and you'll see them in there. 100%. Okay. They're there. <laughs> All right. So um, what is your weirdest habit? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. My weirdest habit. Yep. Your I weirdest know. habit. Man. Um, 
Oh man, this one's a toughie. Um, I remember when I was younger, I don't know if yeah. I still do this, but I walked on my toes when I was a kid. Like I like had to go to like a physical. Toes? Yes. I would walk and I have really large, like very muscular calves. I think because yeah. of that, people Absolutely. would ask me, are you, are you a runner? Are you? I'm like, no, I think I just walked on my toes. So of course I would work <laughs> the calf muscles. So I, yeah, I guess that was a pretty weird habit. Cause I'd be like walking, like that people are like, <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I don't know why I did. I just did. So I don't know if that's um, a weird now, but it was when I was younger. Yeah. Um, what is, what is your spirit animal and why? What's a spirit animal? I'm sorry. <laughs> so a spirit animal. It's, um, so basically it's like somebody that, or an animal that you can relate to. That's what I'm going to say. Oh like man. A- oh, oh God. Um, I'm trying to think here. Like for me, I'm a cat. Like I relate to a cat because I'm loyal and I can be calm and quiet, but I can be very feisty if you tick me off. Does that yeah. make sense? I don't know. Cause I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of extroverted, but I'm a little unintroverted too. So I'm, yeah. I don't know if I would go and see I'm a, like a dog per se, because dogs are just like, yeah, I like being around everybody. <laughs> well, not every dog though. <laughs> right. Like that's true. True. yeah not every dog so you could be like a dog I jump up and down I don't know like I'm trying yeah. to think um yeah that's a great question um I don't know maybe a I don't know maybe a deer I don't know <laughs> a deer maybe okay <laughs> you know like kind of nuzzling around food <laughs> and here here's a really what is it like we have a lot of deer around our area for some reason. I've been seeing so much deer lately, and it's really yeah. funny. They're just kind of like nosing around, chilling, nosing around. Yeah, but then when they see somebody, they kind of run. So I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see myself being kind of like that sometimes. <laughs> um, yes, I can. You are. We are in a group together, so I can see that. <laughs> I can. Um, all right. Last but not least, um, how. That was Maya. How do you balance work life and home life? Because you work from home, right? Yeah, I do work from home, which is awesome, really. I mean, it's, I've been very, very fortunate to work from home. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, I, one thing I, I, it's been given me a lot of flexibility. And one thing I can say, as horrible the pandemic has been in a lot of ways, it's given me a real work-life balance because yes. I have my time with my daughter and my husband, I have my time with my family, but I also have my work time. So yes. it's, and luckily like with deadlines and things like that, it's pr- like, I kind of work, there's some things I do and I kind of work around um, yeah. like deadlines and things like that, but I've been able to you know get it done. But then also getting my daughter to dance, getting my daughter to and from the bus. So yeah, I'm very, very fun in doing that and then even with my cycle bar workouts like with her dance schedule I'm able to do like a class while she's at dance so I'm able to kind of drop her off go to cycle bar workout and then and then you know pick her up so it's like multitasking like I I feel you on that I have I'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home myself um and 
that's the one thing that came from 2020, you know, the pandemic is a ton of companies went that model with like the remote model. And yeah. um, mm -hmm. for me, though, I find it so hard to balance everything. I always feel like I am, um, I don't know, I always feel like I'm running around going crazy. So I always like to hear other people's insights, right? Because I guess my office is directly off of the, the living room, but nobody ever comes down here during the day because my husband also oh. works from home upstairs. Oh, see, my husband does not. So like, yeah. my husband and my daughter are at school. So I have the house to myself. Oh yeah. So that's kind of not me. So I can kind of just I can focus. Well, it's hard during the summer. Yeah. It was hard when my husband was laid off like in 2020 for like six weeks. Yeah. So it was a little challenging because my daughter was doing school virtually. I was yeah. working from home. So that, that was hard. <laughs> that was challenging. Believe me, when we all became homeschool parents, God bless the teachers. Never, oh, I, I never. I you're gonna go in a hazmat suit before you before you before you will do school virtually. And she agreed with me. Yes. She's like, no, Fun never again, mom. Thing about this, um, you guys will hear more about my son, uh, my youngest, but he during the pandemic decided to take a whole month off of school and still act like yeah, and still act like he was taking lunch and the end of the day just chilling did not do any work for a whole month yeah oh yeah but he took Getting that break. email from the teacher right <laughs> lunch breaks and he took those and he he sat in front of that computer all day god don't know what he was doing but yes jenny it was so much fun having you on the yeah. podcast i'm so thankful yeah, that was that great. decided to come on your message is going to help so many people to be honest oh, it is mm -hmm. a, it is a topic that um i haven't really touched on here but it is a topic that needs to be said and your message is going to help so many so thank you so much Good. Yeah, thank on. you cheryl thank you absolutely. so much absolutely you are so very welcome you have an amazing night okay you too thank you All right, fam, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Call Cheryl Hun. You're in a cult. I hope you found value in this episode. I hope there is something in this episode that you can relate to. And I hope there's something in this episode that you can take away from. As always, I appreciate your support. If you have a story that you would like to share, please feel free to email me at callcherylhun at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hunt. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this episode. And I'll see you next Monday.